Hello, and welcome to the Keep It Local Maine podcast. In this show, we'll be interviewing local Maine business owners and people to learn more about what they do, who and what inspires them, and how they use experiences to steer them into the future. My name is Todd Regalinski. And I'm Kimberly Regalinski. And we are the publishers of Keep It Local Maine, a local magazine that helps to showcase local businesses to the people in and around their communities. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, this will be a weekly podcast that you'll be able to subscribe to on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. You can learn more about us at keeplocalmain.com, and you can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through the links in the show notes. So for this first episode, we thought it would be appropriate to talk about who we are and uh, what Keep It Local Maine is. After all, if we're going to interview other business owners, we might as well make all the mistakes interviewing each other. <laughs> so uh, we're going to ask each other some questions, and we'll see how this goes. Wish us luck. Question one. Kimberly. Yes. Okay, good. That's good. So, so far, we're, we're interacting. It's almost like we know each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, this is going to be interesting. So, Kimberly, what is your why? Why do you do what you do? Well, I think um, the reason that, you know, I wanted to start Keep It Local Maine was it really was to help people. It was, I, I love Maine. I grew up in Maine. I love everything about Maine. And it was this opportunity to really help promote local businesses and really help them to be visible in their communities and really support that. So when I get a call from a local business owner that's worked with us, has done some advertising with us, and they're just telling me, you know, how happy they are with how it's worked out, just the the people that have been able to come into their business. I mean, that really does um, make it all worth it for me. You know, the why is we get to help people. We get to help promote local. And I think that's really important here in the state of Maine. I know that Maine is all about local and really supporting supporting local people. So that that really is my why. And my why is because you tell me to. Well, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is the secret is if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Nobody happy. So I, but I, 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 I would agree. That's, that is also why I thought this was a great idea because it, it's, it is great for people to understand the things that are going on in their community, the businesses that are there, the people that are there, the events that are happening, because it can be real easy for to people to lose sight of what's going on in their own backyard. Mm -hmm. You can get so distracted with you know social media and all these other things that are telling you everything is going on around the world and yet you can miss out on something that's happening down the street because it wasn't in your Facebook feed. Mm. So I think it's really cool that we get a chance to kind of raise the awareness of people of, hey, oh, I didn't even know that business opened in my town. Or I didn't even know that I could get that from you know, from a, a shop down the street or a store down the street or a service that's right here around where I live instead of ordering it from somewhere else or, you know, just not taking advantage of that. I think that's really cool. And that's why I do it. Right. And I think it's too, it's also about relationships. You know, it's, you know, a lot of our customers have become like family to us, you know, and I think it is about those relationships that you have in the local community and just really creating and cultivating those relationships. And so it's, it's really nice that in Maine, we have that, we have that very community feel. And I think that's really important. Well, they're, they're like family to you. You rarely let me out of my basement office to meet with the public and to meet with other people. So I, 
well, after, this is I, true. after I get used to the light coming in, <laughs> what, is, what is that bright thing in the sky? <laughs> after I get out and I get, I'm become acclimated to the above ground world, then I'm, I'm much better. But normally I just get, you toss in a couple gallons worth of coffee and tell me to go. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's not really, how, well, it is kind of how it works, actually. I can't really deny that. So I believe the next question is yours. Todd, what is your biz- biggest success to date? Wow. Um, I think my biggest success to date, and this is going to sound foolish, but if anyone who has been in a similar situation will understand, my biggest success to date is learning to work with my spouse and live with my spouse in the same house day in and day out and still be breathing actually is <laughs> that is my biggest success to date in this business and that's not to that's not to downplay any of the other successes we've had that's personally for me been a huge one and it's been a it's actually been a great growth experience it has taught me a lot of lessons about about marriage and about is <laughs> <laughs> what brings us together today. <laughs> See, I don't get out much. So this really, this is, this is like for me, this is like going out and seeing the world, even though I'm still in my office. But I think learning those skills has helped me deal with customers because if you can learn how to work with the same person that you're then going to have dinner with and that you had coffee with mm-hmm. in the morning, if you can make that work, that's huge. And it, I, that has been one of my great successes because I was not good at it. Mm-hmm. I can freely admit I was, I was terrible, terrible at it. Don't nod along. You don't have to nod that. <laughs> you don't have to nod that like, oh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you don't have to be that enthusiastic about your agreement. You could at least kind of play it like I had some clue. I appreciate it, though. Now you're just shrugging. That's even more helpful. All right. Well, apparently we have a little bit more work to do with this, but that has been my my success. What has been your biggest success? Well, it's funny you should ask because it was similar to that. And um, I was just going to say, you know, almost going into the six years now, my biggest success is the fact that we haven't set each other on fire yet. I mean, that's wow. I was I was at least trying to put a nicer shine on it. But our biggest success is that we've made it six years. <laughs> that I haven't gotten shanked walking down the hallway. <laughs> Nobody saw nothing. The cat didn't see nothing. The dog didn't see nothing. We made it. We made it this far. That is rather incredible. And I think and and that's we are we are joking because that actually is one of the keys to being able to work with each other is to actually be able to joke about working with each other. Mm-hmm. But it is it's it is so tough to work with family. And you worked you had a business where you worked with your mother for years mm. and I mean it's not easy. I was I was around for a lot of that and yeah. wow. Then to, the fact that I would agree then to to start a business with you is kind of remarkable. Mm-hmm. But it's it is also rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because you it does add a little bit more trust mm-hmm. because you do have to have that trust. Not that you don't trust each other when you're married anyways, but it does it does raise the bar in well, a lot of things. Yeah. And you get to you get to celebrate the wins together, you know, which is nice. So when you when you hit those milestones and when you have those wins and when you're able to, you know, watch your business grow together, it's it's nice to be able to celebrate those wins together. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I'm not just agreeing so that we won't get into, I won't be getting into trouble. I'm agreeing because I actually agree. 
So uh, qu- the next question is, Kimberly, mm-hmm. what's been your biggest challenge to date and how did you overcome it besides working with me? Hmm. I think it's, you know, when you're when you're in business for yourself and when you're self-employed and when you're an entrepreneur, and I think a lot of you can understand this, that may be listening, all two of you at this point. Um, now, now, now. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> be a little more optimistic than that. Well, you know your mother's going to listen, and I'm sure that maybe my dad's going to listen, well, so that's no, and, two. And I already asked him. So okay, he's so we've gonna got listen. three. We've got three, and then I think Michelle, who is actually going to be our next guest, our first real guest. Okay, so for all five got, of you that are listening to this podcast, good, you added one. That's good. That's positive. I like that. all five of you. So I think you know the biggest challenge is when you're an entrepreneur. It's it's a roller coaster. You live on a roller coaster. There's days where there's just highs, and then there's days when there's low, low lows. And I think it's really you know after being an entrepreneur for so many years, I think that what I've learned is you really need to surround yourself with the, with the right people. And I think you need to um, really have a plan to stay motivated. You have to, whether it's listening to podcasts, you know, one of my, one of the podcasts that I listen to, one of the people that really, you know, helped to really push me forward is, you know, John Maxwell. I'm also in a group of publishers that I started meeting with other publishers and we just really encourage each other and just really spear each other on. But we also go through the same things. You know, we also go through those roller coasters of emotions being an entrepreneur. You're you're gonna do that. There's days where it's where it's really hard. So I think it's really as far as overcoming that challenge, it's having those things in place that when the days are hard, that are going to help you to keep going, you know, those and I, tools. And I would add that it's it's like a roller coaster, but it's a roller coaster that nobody's tested before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty one of those much. things that look good on paper and then you get on it like, ah! Yeah, pretty much. You're wondering if you're going to go cruising <laughs> off the rails. Like was was the person in charge of the of the physics on this? Did they did they finish school? What did, what were their grades? Because I'm starting. I'm looking at that loop to loop, and it that doesn't look right. No, nope. I don't think that looks right. I I agree on the roller coaster part totally. For me, one of the biggest challenges for me, and so just to give you a little background here too, Kim, uh, Kimberly, pardon me. Do you, do you should I say Kim or Kimberly? Which I like to go by my birth name, which is Kimberly. Okay. So every uh, every place else, I will say Kim. But here, within the <laughs> confines of our podcast, I will say Kimberly. I'll have to write that down on the show notes next time, because otherwise I will forget. Uh, so uh, I, I agree with that. So Kim Kimberly is uh, in charge of all of our sales. So she is the person who you'll probably see and hear from the most. Uh, I am the I am the graphics minion. I, I sit down here in my little hovel of an office, and I... I, I, I don't have a tan, just pasty pale white from <laughs> not seeing the sunlight for days. It's and, not true. And I make things look pretty on the screen. So for me, the challenge is a little bit different because it's, it's certainly motivation and inspiration and those things. But for me, when we have an issue, depending on the number of ads there are, it's not like working with one client. I have multiple clients that I'm all I'm managing and trying to balance all at the same time. So having up to sometimes it's 24 to 30 different people, different ads that I'm managing and, and kind of 
moving around is is probably one of the biggest challenges that I deal with just on a regular basis because it's tough to do all of that to make sure everybody has their own individual space, their own individual look, and that care is taken with each one of them because I want everybody to be happy. I want every single client to to walk away thinking, "Wow, that ad looks great." That's my that's my goal is that they're happy with it first. And then of course it it's nice when when that ad results in in people then calling and going to those places. But for me the first goal has to be the client has to love it. And getting to that point and then doing that repetitively is such a challenge because I always want to make it better. And that can be a challenge when I think, well, two months ago or last month or last week, I thought that one was pretty darn good. <laughs> now I now I want to make it better somehow. So that can be a big challenge. And for me, overcoming that is just being better, being better organized as far as my time management and contact and all of those aspects of the business of, of just being better, more disciplined about that. And I, I mean, Kim loves to tell Kimberly, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Kimberly loves to tell the story of when we were first married and I organized the kitchen. Oh, jeez. And what did you think? There was the movie Sleeping with the Enemy. And, and I, to, in, in her defense, I, I did put all the labels out. It was, it might've been, it was but it was, frightening. it was only because I went to some of those cupboards and I'm like, why would you even have this in the kitchen? Like, this is something that shouldn't, there's no reason why this should be in the kitchen. Like this, this is like a bathroom thing, or this is like something that it would just, it, I'd find all kinds of random things. So I went through and I organized. So I'm already a fairly organized person, but dealing with that much stuff is very daunting. So I had to get even more organized and more mm -hmm. disciplined. So that's my biggest challenge and kind of how I overcame it. Mostly it was just kick myself in the pants and, you know, don't lose things. Mm -hmm. It's not quite as exciting or as inspiring as yours. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the next question is yours, Kimberly. Todd, who or what inspires you? Well, I'm glad that you asked. <laughs> For me, this is probably going to be a little bit different from you because I'm thinking of this more of an inspiration in terms of what I do on a daily basis, which is graphic design, print design, all that. So for me, inspiration is if when I'm going to the supermarket, I'm checking out all of the magazines in, in while I'm sitting there waiting and I'm looking at how different magazines do different covers and how different things are laid out. And if I see ads online or I see just, you know, different things in the mail or whatever, I'm always looking at those in terms of what could I grab from this? What can I, you know, I'm not even going to say what am I inspired? What can I outright steal in terms of a technique <laughs> from this and then use later on? And it's, it all kind of goes inside my noggin and then it'll wind up somewhere. I'm like, Oh, if I probably traced it back, it's like, Oh, that's a, that's a thing I got in the mail three months ago. And then I figured, Oh, Hey, I can use that here. So that's one part of the inspiration. The other inspiration for me is just is in terms of overall in the business, it's just I, I want to make sure that we are doing the absolute best we can for our customers. Mm. Bottom yeah. line. And yeah. that and that kind of drives me and inspires me because mm -hmm. I anytime I feel like, oh, geez, I could do it. Then I'm like, no, I, I want to make sure they're really happy with this. So mm -hmm. and, and I want to have that same care of almost treating it like I'm I'm working for that 
that that business owner or that business at that moment and mm-hmm. I want to be the best employee and caretaker of their identity I guess mm. yeah what about you what inspires so Kimberly you know Reglinski? this question actually I was thinking about this question a lot and and I I think it's more of a who who has inspired me the most mm. and you know for me I think it absolutely I would have to say it was my mother you know because being an entrepreneur is really I learned my work ethic watching her you know as a single mom at a at a very young age she had you know four kids she was taking care of she was working full time she started school and i just watched her really work hard and provide for us and you know she wasn't she wasn't sitting around saying you know I'm hoping someone's going to send me a lottery ticket, you know, you know, maybe I'll win the lottery. She was really working her butt off, you know, doing the best that she could. So I think that's really what has always that's where my inspiration started as far as work ethic, you know, and as far as having an idea and making it come to fruition is not just sitting back and waiting, but just moving and moving forward. And, you know, just she really inspired me with that, you know, being so young and having, you know, four kids and working and going to school, you know, not even not. I mean, and let's just clarify three kids of her own and then she adopted. Yeah. Yep. I mean, she already had three kids and then she takes in another kid like that's a whole other level of of work. Yeah. And she was in her twenties when she did that. So, you know, she is, you know, she's the reason I am who I am today, you know, just because of that example. So I think that that has definitely been the, the, um, the first impression that I, that I saw as what it means to work hard. And so now I have to see now you, you went, you went to this really wonderful, inspiring, <laughs> emotional place. And I'm talking about like magazines in the checkout. So I, I need to go back and add an addendum to mine and say that definitely my parents as well, because my, my dad owned his own yeah. business for years mm-hmm. and my mom worked for the business and I worked for the business. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, it was probably not the best health example because my dad owned a vending business. So he was, I was going out, I had unlimited access to Starburst and Doritos and all kinds of junk food as a kid. And it's no wonder that, you know, it took until middle of high school for me to, for my height to catch up with my weight. It was a bad scene, but it was also, it was awesome. It was awesome to, to watch, uh, my, my dad work that hard, uh, and, and, and enjoy what he was doing and, and enjoy providing for his family without Mm -hmm. having some of the hassles of, of a boss, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and he was, uh, you know, it was it was great to to see to have that example mm-hmm. for hard work, mm, absolutely, and hard work paying off. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we are coming to the to the home stretch of our first ever episode, and so we'll add a fun question in here, and uh, we'll go with this one: What is your favorite place in Maine? Well, I am a person that loves to watch the sunrise. I mean, that is one of my favorite things to do. And there's so many amazing places in Maine to do that. But one of my favorite places that I got to to go to a few years ago was Cadillac Mountain. And that's where they say the sun actually rises first in the Northeast, I believe. 
is is up at Cadillac sure. Mountain. So I'll it, give it to you. I have done no research on this topic, so until <laughs> until someone points out otherwise, I'll go with that. I, Why I, not? I, I believe that's the case. So, anyway, so a, a girlfriend of mine and I went up there to to watch the sunrise, and it was just it was absolutely breathtaking. If you have never had a chance to go watch the sunrise on Cadillac Mountain, I would highly highly recommend it. Absolutely breathtaking. It's the views are amazing and. You, it just, you know, it's, you can't describe it. You really can't describe it. It's one of those places that definitely I could go back to again and again and again. Right on. For me, whenever I come up against these questions, and you can ask, you can ask Tim about my other podcast about how much I cheat on questions like this because I'll always pick two things or three things. I'll mm-hmm. never pick one. And I'm, I'm sure he's frustrated. Actually, I've been a bad influence because now he's starting to do it. I was like, oh, this is bad. I, I, I've, I've been a horrible influence on you as a friend. Well, it, it, it kind of comes down to Old Orchard Beach and Portland. And part of that is I... My, so much of my childhood was actually, even though I grew up in New Hampshire, a lot of my childhood was tied up in Old Orchard Beach and Portland. Because my dad used to bring me up to main guides games at the ballpark mm. and had season tickets for a couple of years. So I spent a lot of time coming up here to the point that the, when we went on our first date and I came to pick Kimberly up, I'm driving through Old Orchard Beach and I was having flashbacks from 15, 20 years before mm. as I'm driving through. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. Mm. It was the most bizarre feeling. So I have a lot of I have a lot of great memories of Old Orchard Beach, and I do really appreciate just the fact that it's a beach town. It just is a little beach town, and I love that. For but Portland as well, the same sort of thing. Like my dad used to take me to Maine Mariners games mm. growing up, and I had tremendous memories of that. And I also just love Portland for being kind of that small city feel. And also just a lot of the great memories I have being in a band and playing and playing gigs around there and going to see music at different places. And so I'm going to cheat and I'm going to say the the Portland OOB area is is that allowable? That's allow. I'll allow it. Okay, because you're giving you're kind of giving me a squinty look there for a second, and I was getting really worried that I was going to get like I was going to get the buzzer on that one. No, I'll allow it. Okay, well, I appreciate that, Kimberly. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome, Tom. Okay, well, this concludes our first ever podcast, Yay. and we made it, and and we're both still. I think we're friendly. Are we okay? Yeah, we're good. We're good. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, Be sure to subscribe. You can do that on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. And if for some reason, if one of those isn't functional by the time this is posted, it will be soon. So please be patient. Uh, But thank you for tuning in. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find all of the issues of Keep It Local Maine, uh, all the current issues at keepitlocalmaine.com. And I think that is about it. Do you yes. Have anything else you'd like to no, add? No, thanks for tuning in. Share it with your friends. You know, our goal is really to uh, tell tell stories, uh, tell main business owners, tell their stories. We're really excited about the, the people that we're going to have on. And if there's someone um, that you think would be a good guest, you know, let us know. We'd love to we'd love to talk to them. And uh, we look forward to uh, speaking. I don't know. Yeah. Edit that out. Edit that out. <laughs> no, we're not going to edit that out. I'm keeping that in there. That's we, great. We look forward to the next one. Yes. So thank you all very much and have a fantastic day. Mm-hmm.